0: Hello, investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where tonight my friends and I will be playing Trail of Cthulhu RPG. I'm your host, Tom Rayley. The scenario is Cerulean Halo. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, and it's from a collection called Mythos Expeditions. It's available from Amazon.com. The game master is Matthew Sanderson, uh, and this is episode two. A couple of our people aren't able to make it tonight, but we're going to go ahead and play through the uh, story without them. So without any further delay, let's, begin our, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matthew?
1: Right, so where we left it then, you had just come over the horizon in the morning and seeing Clipton Rock ascending like this black sail or black, uh, black castle over the horizon. And as it starts to become, it starts to get closer. You can see this almost like funnel vortex of birds, thousands of them in the air, circling the island, and the din getting getting gradually louder and louder as they shriek and turn in the sky. And a few palm trees start to, you can see, pop up again above that horizon rim. And the island itself is very very flat, so these are pretty much the tallest features that you see there. And no matter how much you look, there is no sign of the Lesser Spotted Pina Colada anywhere. Yeah. A couple of them did migrate over here, but that's a different story. But there are just birds galore. You are the only ship out here. So this is about the best part of a thousand miles from, the, uh, from nearest land. It's isolated. It's deafening with the birds, even this, even when you're miles out. So it's, maybe it looks nice, but the actual experience of being there, you can understand how uh, poor uh, Theodore Gusman went a bit crazy when he was here on his own.
2: Hmm.
1: So this is your last travel increment across the ocean before you make uh, before you make landfall. So if, if someone can give me a d6 and add zero,
3: all right. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> That's a six. <laughs> hey,
1: there we go. Okay, so you, this is a combination of many lot from the squall the previous night that you're still a bit wet, drained. Maybe some of the stuff on the, on the deck that wasn't lashed down tight enough got uh, lost overboard, so maybe a couple of, couple of barrels of water or other, um, other small, at this point, fairly insignificant pieces of equipment because you've still got 29 points in your survival pool. So that's, so that's enough to keep you going. It's, you don't run into troubles until you get to, like, zero and below... But as you are out on deck and approaching the island, one of the things that become readily apparent is the fact that there are numerous inconsistencies with the maps around Clipperton, Um, particularly on where it says one of the egg islands might be here and another one says it might be over here, and particularly the coral reefs. So if anyone's out on deck, you can give me a spot... Oh, not spot hidden,
4: that's the wrong game. Uh, Sense trouble sense trouble oh that'd be me i'm there i'm sensing it Let's
0: see, Where is sense? How, many oh, see it? how many points are you gonna spend
4: how many points you gonna spend can i to be before the roll and in a natural roll i need a five or a six uh you don't know the target number for this because oh, uh, okay. this is a
1: general skill okay. so the target number could be anywhere from between two and eight
4: Sense trouble. Oh, my sense trouble is not that high. I'm just going to roll a d6 without adding numbers to it.
0: Okay. Uh, no, I'll, I'll add two to mine. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, a three. Yeah.
0: I got an eight. Okay. Oh. Well, three, three definitely
1: isn't uh, isn't going to cut it. An eight will, because your target number was five. Um you're up close towards the front of the ship, we'll say. Then maybe with uh, maybe with a pair of binoculars, having a look. See what birds are in the sky and on yeah. the sea. It's when you look down that you suddenly realize that, actually, that's pretty big. As you're looking at the coral reef that you are pretty much skirting along the <clears> edge of and very nearly about to collide with.
0: Um, I'm going to turn around to the uh, to face where the bridge would be on the ship. Mm-hmm. And I'm Get going behind to- you.
1: Okay, so you you turn and you start waving and pointing. The captain, taking that you are pointing down at the water, knows there's something got to be down there that's got your attention. So immediately spins the wheel. And you can see that the bow of the ship starts to turn away from the direction where where Malcolm's pointing. And consequently, there is only the faintest... oh. Or not quite uh, nails rock, uh, kind of racking down a chalkboard, but you can hear the uh, of the coral scraping against the hull. But otherwise, it's minimal. It's kind of paintwork damage. There's very little else that happens there. So at which point, it decides to swerve back out into deeper waters and give give the island a good wide berth. Um, he hands over to the first mate and comes down to see you at the front of the ship. So well, that, uh, that was good, that I had a good pair of eyes out there. It looks like our charts aren't exactly accurate around here.
0: Well, I almost didn't notice it. I was looking up into the sky and I looked down and I saw the reef approaching. Um, uh-huh. I suppose the reefs change as time goes by.
4: Sharp eye,
0: Malcolm. Mm. Goodness.
1: Well, gentlemen, as you're both here, I understand you're uh, leading this uh, expedition jointly, um, have you decided where you would like us to land? Um, From my briefing, I understand that the northeast and the southwest are the two better or the two best options. Uh, There's apparently some remains of buildings down by the southwest that it was recommended that there might be some some pre-existing shelter there rather than having to uh pitch tents out on the uh, the open windy shore um, where would you prefer that i i park as it were
0: oh do you, you all agree the south because if we can get to those buildings first we can claim them before the national geographics oh let those get people shelter. sit out on the beach oh
4: completely <laughs> what's that i hear some someone Throwing up, I could have sworn I heard someone sick in the back there.
2: <laughs> well, that's hard. Yeah, unfortunately. Pilot.
4: Uh,
3: yeah, Richard Richardson isn't doing so well, so uh, Nest yeah, Lion to... is tending to him.
1: Yeah, oh, that's, whether they even leave the ship at this point is going to be uh, going to be an interesting exercise. Well, I wasn't uh, maybe... exactly
0: sure why we brought a pilot along anyway. I, I suppose a few survey missions via air, but. You know, we're here to.
3: Well, he might get better in the next couple of days. You
0: know, it's possible. We're here to look at the geology and the wildlife, and yeah, we can, we can see always fall back to the from ship. So yes, I love the, <laughs> the birds.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, lots of bird strikes Why potentially. You can see
3: birds
2: here, here?
3: I had, I had no idea. There are so many birds.
2: Hmm.
1: They are just circling around and around. Where are they?
0: mostly uh, mostly in the Sula family, uh, the boobies. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, if you can get us as close as possible there, and then we can take the landing boat across. Sure. Well,
1: in which case you maneuver around again, giving the island a good wide berth and then slowly come around to the, uh, to the southwest. Now, if you're all up on deck again, uh, if you are paying attention or, again, got binoculars out and are looking around at the island, you can give me another uh, another sense trouble roll. Oh,
4: yeah. Uh, oh, darn. I will, I will spend two points. I will not spend any. I'm not going to spend any. Uh, seven. One. I've got a three, so I'm looking at this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, everything seems pretty small.
2: Hmm. Jeez, can't can't imagine why. Pretty small island.
4: Yeah. Well, a seven
1: is just about good enough. That As you are coming round, um, on the northeast shore, so where the other landing site is, um, very close to there is the patch of the island that was described as Green Point that this would have been one of the entrances into the lagoon before it built up with silt and sand. Um, So it would have connected originally to the open ocean, but now just has this discoloured green patch of sand. Something on it that you can see what looked to be three, even with binoculars, it's a bit hard to tell because of the distance, but maybe three logs or three fallen palm trees just something dark so it stands out against the sand and long just three like harness some notches but not like grooves in the sand but just three parallel things that are laid down in the sand Odd. there's also quite a lot of birds around there as well so whatever they are they're they're sitting on it or pecking on it it's a bit hard to tell
2: Huh.
0: Like, almost like somebody's left a signal. I wonder if there's anybody on the island. Could somebody have been stranded here? Hmm? Potentially, if the ship's gone down, because, say, so, there's definitely no ships around where you are now.
4: There's no sign of like little little smoke trail from a fire going up anywhere? Definitely not. It'd
0: be a horrible place to be stranded. Mm.
4: With my real oh, keen eye.
0: Was sure enough
1: to have driven a guy insane before.
2: <laughs> but, well, but some uh, of those stories
4: are just blown out of proportion, I'm sure. You know, ghost stories. Well, maybe, <laughs> well,
3: maybe. Well, maybe it is just the ghosts. I mean, everybody talks about them.
4: Yeah. Well, people talk about all sorts of things, fanciful.
3: No, you don't. You don't believe in ghosts.
4: Well. Not really. I, they make great stories, though. Don't get me wrong. I like a good spooky campfire story, just like the next guy. I can't wait to get ashore. Let's go, guys. Can we help uh, pack up? It's a formal. Well, um, your
1: your enthusiasm to get on the island. You soon realize is going to. I'm um, going to have to wait a little bit. Um, <sighs> the trek round to the southwest corner of the island takes a little while. Maybe about half an hour. Probably no more than that. But then once they drop anchor, they explain the only way that they're going to be able to get ashore, uh, to even to get close enough to the wharf is to ferry back and forth in the two 10 person uh, rowboats. Right. Because there's a lot of equipment that they need to get over there. There's also all the, uh, the camping supplies, um, getting the tents over and such and so on and so forth, contending with the waves that they've got to time it right for the boats to be swept on in with the um, with the quite strong currents it takes about an hour or so to set the first um, to set the boats up to begin with and then getting in you can you step foot on the island without any problem but you are then spending the whole morning going back and forth back and forth back and forth from the from the wharf to the ship unloading everything and then it's going to be hours setting the camp up oh my so god so this is this is the laborious part of going camping is unloading your stuff and then getting it set up
4: well, I'll happily help out with the equipment.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting to camp. remember
0: why I hate camping.
1: <laughs> this is why I like my creature comforts when I go places. I definitely go but, to a hotel.
0: But I would like to be on the first boat. Mm-hmm. Oh, same here. So that if we get to the island, perhaps we can stay there while they go back and get more and bring it. We'll help to unload it and set up at the same all time. Right, we'll, hmm. we'll
3: do all the hard work and heavy lifting. You go look at some birds.
0: It's not what I said at all. Oh, dear. Somebody's calling me. Commercial
4: break.
3: (laughs) Do you like pina coladas?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Existential terror and pain, I think, was the... uh, the one that was posted in the comments for the last episode <laughs> oh they're nearly both gone no one.
4: it's i don't know if i want to encourage you to have a third or not Does would that mean uh <laughs> we're all dead or no nah, i, d- I don't it-
1: make them i don't make them strong I, I prefer cocktails that have got flavor over over kick
3: oh yeah me too me too it's like it's a cocktail what does it taste like burning
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> suffering souls.
1: Oh, there's, there's a few i've had where it's just all booze and no mixer oh yeah well like
4: all like right. with okay, a good right. zombie it's got tons in it but it's blended so well it, it should be blended so well where it's everything's mm-hmm. balancing each other out it's the perfect oh. design to put you under
1: they're a party piece when I do conventions, like contingency. There's various people that just order that from me and nothing else. So, yeah, I have all the rum.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Either, yeah, Long Islands or, or Zombies. Those two are just God scary.
0: Well, well, what we're having today are uh, guanacubalibres. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> all right. So, no, what I'm saying is that I... The, the three of us can stay on the island, and when they bring this stuff over, we'll help unpack, and then we'll, we'll yeah, set, set it up. The so camp. we'll be
4: working. We'll just be working I'll, on shore we'll be working, with the equipment, right. which is what we specialize in. That makes sense.
0: What's the crew complement? There's
4: 11, I
0: believe. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So they 10 can fit 11 people in the captain. Yeah. Right.
4: Mm-hmm. So, um.
0: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that works. It'll still take hours and hours.
1: Yeah, it, it pretty much takes you right the way through until midday before you've it's got all of the equipment on the shore. And then it's going to be a few hours setting up the, the base camp, as it were. Now, anyone that's got outdoorsmen?
4: Oh, yeah, it's got to be me, right? That's under yeah. General? Uh, that's an investigative investigate oh yeah oh the uh, interpersonal general academic i'm not seeing investigative i see technical
3: it's under technical, it's under it's under technical. technical. so is. that that is
1: an investigative ability
3: academic interpersonal and technical are all
4: investigative got it oh i don't have any a geologist oh, i i,
3: I do
2: that.
4: i have a little mm-hmm. okay well this this will be what we call a
1: zero point spend so this is because you have the skill, at least you've got the background to know certain things without having to spend points in it. Okay. Um, this is your field experience talking of the, looking at the kind of equipment they've got. Um, there's various long tents. There's like a, a mess tent that they've got and the various other um, like between two and four person tents. You can pitch those without any problem. You've got the option that you've got plenty of palm trees but um here or coconut trees where you can stretch wire between them. But you've also got the existing uh, buildings here as well. The buildings are all up on stilts so that there's a good two, in some cases two or three foot, that separates you between the floor, and then the ground itself, the sandy beach material beneath it,
2: That'd probably be great to keep the crabs to. out. Mm-hmm.
1: That's the reason why that's uh, one of the reasons why they're on stilts. The other um, reason is because when there's a very high tide, the water just washes over the whole island anyway.
0: Right. That's like the first thing I was going to look for was the high tide level, mm-hmm. so that we can at least move beyond that. But if the buildings, if there's a way to sort of incorporate the buildings into our camp. And if, if if the almanac says that we're not expecting any great high tides, you know, conjunctions of yeah, the, the sun and moon, then we're fine. Yeah, you're re- pretty much regular tide at the
1: minute. If it was more hurricane season, then you'd be in for a bit more trouble because you'd oh, yeah, be, is there surge. a big storm coming? Right. But as far as all the weather, as uh, so the weather predictions are at the minute, there's nothing coming coming at you now
4: so so let me get this straight so you have got tents and tents set up on the ground but this atoll will be fully flooded when the inevitable high tide comes though
1: no no, the the high tide will come about halfway up the beach it is a slight incline um it's sharper on the side that goes down into the lagoon itself um but it's a fairly steady rise
0: coming up And then, likewise, the. uh, But if we had a hurricane, then we'd have a twelve-foot-high storm surge that would that would cover the island. Yeah, yeah. That would be
3: get back to the ship. You get back to the ship. Get
4: the heck out of here.
1: (laughs) Now the the Pacific Island Company site where you're looking at on the southwest shore, that has. A number of buildings but there was a hurricane that ripped through here in september 1915 so not all of the build, um the structures that are left on the island are intact um there's a handful of these structures maybe a couple of them have got roofs is, still on them
3: is the one rumored to be covered with crosses and religious writings still standing ah that one
1: because that was the one that Gusman was in he was part of the old oceanic phosphate uh, company which is on the opposite side on the way. If you were to start walking round the anti-clockwise round the island, past the where the lighthouse was and then where Clipperton Rock is, you would get to that before you got um, before you got to the green point where those three things are laid out. So that's on the opposite side of the lagoon from you from this from where you've landed. It's about what a two
0: two mile walk all the way around. I think it's a little longer than that. This is a seven-mile walk. Seven-mile yeah. walk
1: all the way around. Let me get the dimensions again.
3: And now, but the... Um, so the the cabin with the crosses is near those three shapes?
1: It's on the way to it, if you were to walk anti-clockwise round.
3: Yeah. I wonder... Huh. Okay, uh, well, once we, we get camp set up, hmm? gotta we to do
1: so The island is 2.6 miles wide. And um, one point five miles going um, going the other way, so it's about a seven mile circumference.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: about that. Right. So that's a little bit of a walk. All right. Yeah, that's that's more than a little bit of a walk. That's, oh yeah, that's, 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 that's an all day walk. Especially mm-hmm. if you go along the sand, that's going to be right. yeah. hard to walk.
1: Yeah. Most yeah. of it did is. Did we bring sand. any?
0: Did we bring any kind of vehicles?
1: What type of vehicles would you want it to bring?
0: Little <laughs> carts or cars or motorcycles or something.
1: You you could probably bring carts for like dragging stuff along, like wheeled things that you'd uh-huh. be carrying carrying uh, lots of equipment in, almost like a sledge. Like dogs, not a little but, yeah. not a little car to get.
3: Well, you know around. if we, oh. if you if you hop in this wheelbarrow, then Doctor Marshall and I will lift it up. Yeah.
1: Deal. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> Got carry around a bit like a um, like a rickshaw type thing.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh
0: no. All right. Well, let's get this all set up. See, yeah. I figured we could somewhat in- incorporate some of the buildings into our camp so that we can you know use those as well. Oh, that yeah. makes it, it a loves. lot quicker. Yeah. Oh, totally. Let's do
4: that. As long as we have the elevation for the tents, uh, or now, are tent the buildings, visits. the buildings
3: aren't like crab or rat infested, are they?
4: Oh, having a look
1: inside them, everything here has been pretty much stripped bare. Um, I say the vast majority of them don't have roofs, so you'd have to sling canvas over the top of them and then uh, peg them down outside. It doesn't appear that there's any rats that have got inside them because they're all all up on stilts. Likewise, the crabs can't get up there. Um, There are a couple of birds which are perched on ceilings or roof beams and so on. So there is a bit of uh, natural guano buildup around here, but that's pretty much everywhere is covered in bird shit.
3: It's yeah, I'm going to everywhere. Say that's to not it. It. It's pretty typical for this place.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Interesting decor choice, <laughs> but, you know?
2: Yeah, it's kind of like
1: Pollock esque, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially under all the uh, the palm trees as well, and they're just, just everyone looking at you just nature
0: mm-hmm. yeah if you're it sounds like you're wanting to go out and have a walk then or yes, least well, yeah we don't around. want to leave people working but yeah if once we've once things have calmed down and people are yeah the stuff putting a little stuff. stuff away then yeah take yeah. a walk around
1: okay if you're wanting to expedite setting the camp up um, I'd say that if you want to spend a point of outdoorsman it will give you the time then you'll be finished by early afternoon setting the camp up rather than mid to late afternoon, which will give you time to give to do a hike over
4: to the other side of the Island before it gets dark. Okay. Can, can I assist, even though I don't have outdoorsmen just to help uh, the role maybe?
1: It's not, it's not a role because investigative abilities you don't really spend for, I don't really roll for rather. Um, They are purely spend to get benefit.
0: I'll I'll spend the one point. Um, Hmm. Not sure I want to walk all the way to the other side of the island but maybe to the rock Where? where how close are we to the uh,
1: much uh, much closer to the rock than you are to um than you are to the old other site um in fact it's about less than halfway it's about halfway actually so you've got where you are at the Pacific Island site halfway to the old oceanic phosphate site where that cabin with all its crosses and writing is supposed to be the rock is about halfway there
0: Okay, so about a, a mile and a half or, or so. Yeah about, yeah, about
1: that or maybe a mile or so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd like to go there. That's where the rookeries are, and I'd, uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to take a good look at the birds.
4: I'd love to accompany you just to kind of get the layout of the land, see if there's any good places to take well, It should be down. quite
0: interesting oh. why that one big rock is the only thing sticking up out of the mm-hmm. ocean. Definitely.
3: want to take a look and I'll, I'll I'll walk with you but I'm gonna keep going
0: you're gonna keep going
3: mm-hmm. yeah 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 I heard I heard rumors of some interesting cabin I want to check out won't be much interest to your scientific endeavors but I'm pretty curious
0: okay. well don't don't remember it's the first day you don't want to wear yourself out completely it's a long walk-hmm
4: but all right. Should we come looking for you if you don't come back within, say, two hours?
3: Well, you know, looking for me, you just pull out your binoculars and you scan. It's
0: not like you can get lost. It's yeah, Good. it's a circle. It's a it's circle. A, it's a circle. <laughs> it's a flat
3: circle. I'd I'd be impressed if so many managed to get lost on this thing.
0: One might even call it a cerulean halo. <laughs> no. Well
1: enough, it is a blue halo out blue in the ocean, halo in the middle of the ocean, right. Mm-hmm.
3: That's an wow. odd choice of words, but I like it. Very poetic.
1: All right, wandering around then, This you leave the team as the, uh, particularly they're, they're impressed that they've got everything set up so quickly. And also importantly, the fact that they've, they've set up the mess tent, so the cook is about to start cooking an early dinner. Excellent. So yeah, they're gonna be able to start having a one of the best meals they're gonna have had for a while, and it's on the ground that isn't rocking back and forth beneath their feet. So yeah, the, the crew is in good good spirits at this time. You trud trudge off, leaving them behind you. And it takes a little while to get round to Clipperton Rock. And it is the major landmark on the island. Now there used to be the lighthouse on top of it. That is no longer the case. Um, there is a concrete base that's left of the foundations and then a concrete cone which comes out of the middle of that from which the French flag then flies uh, proudly on a flagpole. Um, The flag's a little tattered. It's been about out here for a few years in quite high winds. Normal, just falling apart and uh, degradation has taken place.
0: Um, And is there like a, a stairway up? To where the lighthouse would have been? Yeah, there's
1: looking at the uh, place, which uh, happily is uh, pictured right behind us, you can see that there is lots of natural stepping stones to get up there, but there is a dedicated pathway which has been put up one side where you can get to the lighthouse. And There are the remains of what were the like storage huts and so on and the lighthouse keepers uh, hut down on the ground the base of the rock but they've been a little bit more to reduce to ruins at this point so there's there's nothing really of any note there your geologist if you want to give me a um a point of geology spend i can give you some
4: information about the formation oh yes please i'm gonna do that happily
1: okay so this was originally the whole island was a seamount that was pushed up above the waterline um, as described its track height and so on so looking at the looking at the formation of the rock and how it stands you are fairly sure that i mean this is something that happened eons ago that the top of the mountain the seamount exploded and this must have been a huge seismic event to have made a mount to have made a the mountainous volcano, literally blow up and leave nothing above the waterline, apart from this one fine shard that's left on the corner, giving a hint that it was a much um, originally a much taller construction, well not construction, taller formation. Yeah. And yeah, as mentioned before previously, this this must have happened so long ago that as the sea um, the seabed is just this rolling conveyor belt that's heading further and further east this was originally much 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 further west when this kicked off but thinking of the age there's not really any seismic event that you can think of that there's been much other evidence to show of Mm -hmm. that's this old it may be that other such volcanoes did explode at that time but they're probably way beneath the waterline and may haven't even been found yet so this, this, is, this is an interesting little relic of some hitherto unknown, massive seismic event.
4: Yeah, I, I want to be taking uh, samples all the way, anything that looks maybe uh, as I go, maybe every 100 to 300 feet I'd like to take a little sample soil and rock mineral.
2: Yeah,
1: easy enough to do. Um, the, uh, the huge uh, congregation of birds just sits down and kind of look at you. Keeping their, keeping their nests to themselves. Their nests are built out of guano and other twigs and leaves, um, or palm, what's left of palm leaves and such that have started to fall apart. But mostly guano is the key material that their nests are made from.
0: Yes, uh, most people think you know nests are made out of twigs, but uh, the boobies make theirs mostly out of their own poop. Indeed, it's like cement. Oh, it solidifies pretty uh, pretty hard. And so you can imagine if there were literally th- hundreds of thousands of years of this built up, that they could use it as a source for uh, you know, guano mines. Um, but uh, alas, it's a limited resource, one that uh, can be used up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And that There are certainly relics of the guano mining operation that you pass um, scattered all over the island. Uh, the shovels, picks, wheelbarrows, uh, all of which have all rusted to hell and back. Right. So there's no usable equipment, but there's just, say, the relics and detritus that's been left behind by the old, old mining companies.
0: All done by hand because of the terrain. Mm. Impossible to use any kind of machinery for this.
1: The, the closest you can see to machinery is that there are rail tracks that go up and down the wharf again, all rusted that we use to push, uh, carts along the rails to when they were then loaded onto boats and then went back out to larger boats at sea. Right. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else want to use any other abilities while they are here?
0: Well, I'm definitely going, I'm probably driving, uh, driving Dr. Uh, Marshall crazy because I keep pointing at birds and calling out their scientific names and distinguishing oh, male from
4: female. And, I'm mildly uh, interested in it. I mean, I'm mostly interested in the
0: earth, but. It's, and, it's, and, 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 and have we seen any uh, uh, John Garthia planata, the clipperton crabs? Sure, They are everywhere. everywhere they they try to scuttle out of your way
1: when they see big human coming but otherwise they are much slower moving than birds um some of them if you stand still and they you are sort of taking in the view some of them are a little bit inquisitive they'll start or pecking or clipping at the at your
0: boots but they're not they're not a threat definitely they're they, more or a slight annoyance they don't have any instinct for danger against humans because humans don't naturally Occur out here. There's been literally generations of birds and crabs that have never seen a human being. Have no idea what's going on. It's very interesting. There's some strange, uh, rather unusual birds out here. The Gygis yeah, alba. Most of these up here that are flying, uh, the terns. Mm-hmm. And, uh, lots of frigate birds. Frigate birds are very common, mm-hmm. uh, but mostly the brown boobies and the uh, the noddies, the brown noddies. And it was uh, stolidus. Um, So can I use my biology to see if I notice anything unusual about the life forms that I'm encountering?
1: Uh, You can. except this case, one of the best options is more outdoorsman than biology.
0: Oh, OK. Well, let's see. Do I spend a point? Well, this is a core clue.
1: So at the minute, it's not got a cost. But if you want to spend any more, there might be some more things you find out.
0: I only have one more
1: point.
2: Mm.
0: Why not? I'll spend it. And do I roll then? No, no, you don't roll. It's just okay. you get more information. All right.
1: So your core spend is, as you're looking around, you're looking for signs of, say, more birds or different birds, birds that shouldn't be here, and then looking around at the crabs, looking down at the ground. And then you realise that you're stood about a foot away from a footprint that's in the sand. And you realise that then as you're looking along the path, or the, as you're going that way, this is something that's gone across from you, so perpendicular to yours. Uh, they're fairly fresh prints. You think probably about two days old at most. And as you're Human? looking more at them, you realise that following the line going to your right which takes you down to the shore these footprints go out into the waves that some someone walked out of the ocean up the sandy part of this um, to the rock and then following them off to your left have gone round the corner and out of sight to another to another part of the rock that you can't see from here The thing that also you gain from your one your one extra point spend you're fairly sure that they're slightly larger than human and they're webbed this would be an example of a stability check so this is um if you think of it as equivalent of a sand check in call of cthulhu you have your stability pool representing your short term how are you keeping it together now this is a defined target number, so you would always know what the target is. If it's a a normal, something that would normally mundanely scare you, like maybe seeing a dead body or seeing someone get shot, that kind of thing, that would be a target number of four. This is a mythos, or um, something that has originated in the mythos, therefore the target number is five. But you don't know how many points you would potentially lose if you fail the roll, So it becomes a bit of a gamble. Do you want to potentially risk spending points of your stability to meet the target number and therefore not take a big loss? Or do you want to just gamble and roll it? And then maybe think, well, I might only have a small point of loss. It's all determined the, the number or the graduation of the loss is dependent on what stimuli you're being subjected to. So seeing something like this would not be as bad as seeing a monster or seeing a god. It's a fairly minor thing. Right. Um, I'm just going to roll. Okay. So your target number is five. I got a five. Okay. At which point, nothing lost because you passed
0: the roll. And I I say, Dr. Marshall... Oh, uh, hi, hi. Are, are, are these footprints? Fascinating. Oh. Look at uh, but they're, they're not human.
4: What's that? What? Oh, that's, that's probably Beverly. She went up ahead.
0: No, no, no. This comes from the water and crosses over here in front of the rock and up and over and then off into the... over there.
4: Um, oh, maybe it's a little pup seal or something. Uh, Let's take no. a look. What are you looking at? Oh,
0: I'll could go over it, and, take it a be, look and see what the heck um, is uh, Someone, I don't even know if they had those flipper fins for uh, scuba diving yet. Or anything well,
1: like as, as as we learned in the comments from the last episode, I thought they wasn't until the Second World War when it was really developed in right. 1942. Um, but I think uh, flippers would have been around um, because like you can still start snorkeling and still swimming right. with them.
0: Um, do you think some sort of a, a, a form-fitting shoe with, with webbed for swimming because it came from it's come from the ocean there, you see? Oh, Well, yeah, you're
4: right. huh It doesn't. I wonder if that's some sort of uh, animal or something or other. Uh,
0: but I can't think of I'm not I don't just I know my animals. Um, yes. And are, are you saying it comes from the ocean? and cross the rock and then goes towards the lagoon. Well, it goes towards the lagoon to a point, but then it
1: veers off and starts to follow around the other part, the other side of the rock. So it's oh. imagine like someone going around a wall. It's just okay, you can't so see it's going where around it goes. the rock.
0: It's hmm. it's going around the rock. Um, I, I would like to see if I can. I, I hope it's not a large animal. Did, do
4: I? i see it now or should do i take a a sand check as well
1: if if you've been if you've had it pointed out to you but because you haven't got the outdoorsman skill this thankfully shields you from the fact you don't realize the implication of that this is some kind of webbed footed thing
0: rather than being just a pair of flippers
4: oh yeah yeah they exist yeah it's probably just a big like uh tropical penguin
0: well in any case there's somebody else out here with us Um, somebody
4: well Okay, looks kind of like an animal. To let's me. see if
0: we can move around the rock where that dish. I was going to go up to the lighthouse spot, but let's follow this instead.
4: Okay, sure. Here, so I'll just take the couple of samples that I got and like, okay, I'll, I'll check this out. Why not? We got time.
0: <laughs> Since I, re- I recall the, 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 the rock is about 95 feet high and yeah. how, how big a round is it? I mean, it's not like even if I left him here and we went walking around in different parts of the rock, we could lose each other.
1: No, it's not It's not that big. It's not
0: that big.
4: Yeah, well, let's stick together. I mean, it's if you, somebody could twist an ankle in this easily. So right. Just,
0: there could be we'll holes in this thing, too, for yeah. all we know.
4: Yeah, we'll, we'll stick it out. We'll, we'll be the tag team. I'm fine with that. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, The numbers on it, uh, 300 feet long, 20 feet wide, and 70 feet high.
0: Oh, wow,
4: so this is like a football field—a giant.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's long but thin.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, let's, let's move around towards that side. Okay.
1: In which case, then you lose sight of Beverly completely. She's just, say, trekking on. Having said, on, going past the rock and making uh, making her way over to the uh, the other site. Yeah. You get round onto the of the lagoon side of the rock. So there's still a bit of. Got kind of sandy grass, this sand with a bit of long grass that then gently arcs down towards the lagoon itself, which is green with algae and uh lots of I don't remember what they call it, uh not like kelp, but uh general seagrass, growth, yeah, yeah, growth under the water. Right. Yeah. So lots of reeds and so on. Um the footprints go. Towards what looks to be the opening to a cave that's on this side. Now, as also um, the good geologists here will know, that because this was a vol- is a volcanic stru- um, structure, there's almost certainly going to be lava flows, uh, vents, and so on all the way through this. So there might even this might be honeycombed with tunnels and caves.
4: Oh yeah, is, is this extinct or just dormant? Or do
1: we know? Oh, very, 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 very extinct.
2: Very extinct, okay. That's good. Good. Yeah.
1: So you can see the footprints go into this, but then also they come out again and go the other way around the rock. Ah. Huh. So they went
4: in the cave and then came out again.
0: wonder if there's
4: anything in the cave. These big tropical penguins sure are busy around here. You want to go into the cave and try to check it out? We still have a little bit of light, I think, right?
0: hmm
4: You got a couple of few hours.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm, Does it look like a deep cave? Well, if you get close enough to it, and then uh,
1: poke your head inside, it's the door. Well, not doorway. The opening to the cave is about the size of your average garage door.
2: Right. So
1: it's fairly fairly wide, about maybe eight foot tall, and the the cave in its entirety goes back about ten
0: feet. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go in. I don't want to go into the dark, but um, mm-hmm. if there's enough light coming through the doorway to, you know, you know, 20 feet in or so, and and if it's, I don't want to go any farther mm-hmm.
1: than that. Well, 20 feet would take you through right the way out on the other side. Right. So. <laughs> so this this takes you about halfway in, so it is quite a quite a big chunk that's being taken out. Um, yeah. most most of that area is blocked by this a large roughly spherical boulder um, doesn't look to be the same rock um, of the the mound the mound around it but probably more like the bedrock of the island much farther down. Hmm. Um, the footprints go up to this boulder and then there's a lot of shifting around and moving as if they've rolled this thing that's easily about six to eight feet across rolled it out the way and then rolled it back again after having gone through something on the other side that looking over it you can see there is the very thinnest impression that there is probably a tunnel one of those vents on the other side that this thing is blocking the way
4: through to
0: what on
4: earth yeah, this doesn't look like penguins to me anymore. Uh,
0: somebody's living here.
4: Yeah, but, but th- this is a huge rock. It's, it, would take, it would take more than one person to move this. This is like half the size of a car.
0: Mm-hmm. Unless they have a lever of some sort. Uh, as Archimedes said, give me a lever and I could move the world.
4: But look at the ground around here, though. I mean, it's not torn up or anything, right? It's mostly undisturbed ground. Just the footprints. Yes. Yeah, so if it's if it's if you're using a lever, there, this ground's going to be torn up a lot by, by moving this. But let's, it's like it's just sitting
0: there. Let's see then if we can. Uh, the, 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 the 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 prints look fresh. Yes. Two days, you think? Yeah, you said sand, so. Um, oh, yeah, in
4: sand, yeah. They, would, they would fade quickly, so this has got to be fresh. And they've got to be good-sized what creatures be. or people or whatever. I,
0: I, I'm, I'm not thinking perhaps we shouldn't have left Beverly to go off on her own.
4: Well, it's a person. At worst, it's somebody who's marooned here, who has their stash or something, and they'll let's, be happy to see us.
0: Let's 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 climb up to the top of the rock and see if we can see where Beverly's gone, and then if we can catch up to her, uh, we can at least warn her and go and get back to camp before it gets dark. In case there is some creature that we are not unaware of, you know, this is the middle of nowhere, out in the middle of the ocean. Sure. The ocean's relatively unexplored. But Before you move on,
4: I just try to kind of get myself in between the wall and the rock and just give it like a real good heave to see if the thing budges at all.
1: Minutely, to say the least, um, or at most rather, you reckon having put your full weight into trying to remove this thing, you're going to need at least five people to attempt to do it. And even then, you think it would probably best if you were to set up some kind of rope and pulley system or lever to try and get this thing moving. But even so, it's going to be five people minimum to put the strength in to do this. Um, it's what's known as a cooperative test. Um, so you need pulls from, uh, from a minimum of five people to help make
4: this thing move. Well, we can we can uh, tonight at dinner, we'll, we'll talk about this. Maybe yes, a couple of yes. people from the crew can help us tomorrow. We have plenty of light.
0: Beverly wants a story.
4: Yeah, this sure I mean, is a good one.
0: Wasn't Cast there? Wasn't there boy. a legend about pirate treasure being hidden here somewhere? Oh, geez, I said pirate. You know, <laughs> keep making fun of me because of my pirate thing. But now you might be onto something, Malcolm. Well, let's um, get let's get Beverly. This is right so up your alley. Find Beverly, yes.
1: All right, well, if you climbed up to the top where the where the lighthouse was. Um, you can at this point just about catch sight of Beverly reaching uh, the old site, where there's there's only really about two three huts which are left, and yeah, it's it's a fairly lonely place, and it looks like she's having a look at having a look at the huts around here. So
0: what is we'll cut to cut to Beverly for a little bit, and we're gonna we're gonna then walk on the beach towards where she is. Yeah, gotcha. Alright,
1: the let's look here the empty remains there's two stilted wooden huts that are left there so again very similar in style to the ones down where you've uh, where you've landed but evidently much older um, only one of them has a roof left on it uh, door is still intact uh, the steps up to it um, a couple of them have snapped away so it's got a long lunge and then pull yourself pull yourself up to get inside. Uh, the other one, one of the walls has given way on it, and again, there's bits and pieces of equipment which are left rusted around here, and a carpet of crabs all around you, but doesn't look to be any sign of any of them that have got into the buildings.
3: Okay, so I'll 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 take a look at both of them. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to find that that one cabin I've heard the ghost stories about. So.
1: Right, the one that still has, or that hasn't got a roof and is open on one side, you can see that's been in a pretty poor state of repair for a long time. So if anyone was trying to hide out in there, away from the elements, away from the birds and such, it's pointless. You might as well just sit on a rock out on the beach. It would provide just as much protection. So the one that's still got a roof and looks to be more intact would be the one that you'd think it would would naturally be. Okay of hop up and pull yourself up to the landing opening the door wide and the little bit of light that comes in through here because the windows are shuttered uh, shuttered down is pretty much coming just through the door with your shadow casting out long ahead of you you can see that there's again detritus on the uh, on the floor here uh, remains of bits of clothing bits of equipment say shafts for... Uh, shovels and pickaxes their handles but as your eyes start to get more accustomed to the light you can see crosses hundreds of them all carved into the woods to varying depths and various varying crudeness and they are everywhere the floor the ceiling the walls it's almost Something that would imply this was the work of a madman that's done this. As you look around, taking in more of the site, the site, you can see there's the remains of what was probably a bed at some point or a mattress that's tucked up in the corner. Um, little more than a sack that's been filled full of um what looks to be like other bits of clothing and other makeshift soft goods that will make it into a comfortable bed. And Above that on the wall, something is sticking out of the wood, which when you get a bit closer you can see there's a glint off part of it of metal, and it looks like a penknife with the initials TG carved into the handle. And it's stuck into the, what looks to be the bullet, uh, kind of the full stop of an exclamation mark in a run of letters. Oh, I believe you can read German, yes.
3: I can read German as a character, okay. not as a not as a player. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I can do German as as a uh, player for a for a short uh, while. i have to order some beers anyway, but it translates.
3: But my eyes are toward you, O God, my Lord. In you I seek refuge. Leave me not defenseless. Do you have any theology? That's a good question. Let me check. Uh, my character is religious, but I don't have any points of theology.
1: Okay. Um, we'll give it halfway then. Uh, because you, are, you have at least a religious bent, you recognize it as one of the Psalms. It's just that you can't pick, uh, you can't which identify which one it is, but you know it's a Psalm. Are
3: there any more of them in here or is this the only one?
1: It is just that one. That's the, that's the only written text that you can see.
3: Um, oh, I'm going to take a picture of this place. Um, Yeah, a rifle. I mean, rifle, maybe rifle around. I mean, is, did he leave any journals or anything behind, or did he take all that stuff with him when he was rescued? It's all just his old, moldy bedding.
1: This bedding. everything that's been left behind is all the stuff that is not valuable. Okay. Um, that type. If he did have a journal, it would almost certainly have gone with him
3: oh. when he uh, when he, he finally lived. So.
1: Yeah, you, you know, he made it to Cabo San Lucas at very least on his way up to San Diego.
3: Well. I guess, his, I mean, if he was worried about something, this might have helped. I'm sure it helped. Couldn't have been bad.
2: But, uh.
1: <laughs> yeah, get, getting fo- getting shots here in terms of photography, it is pretty dark. Um, you try get a, um, get a few views from the doorway, which is where they say the main light is coming through from, then looking in, but it's going to be a lot of shadow.
3: Yeah, and opening cuz there's shuttered windows. Mm. Oh,
1: yeah, they are right, if you want to jump in. Yeah, if you prize them open then you've got a lot more light that comes in then you can easily start taking some yeah. uh, taking some shots here. So it's about that time then as you've uh, started prying them open, you've been you've taken probably half a dozen um, half a dozen shots here, kind of interior exterior and having a good look around there. And that's about the time when uh you're good Dr. White and Dr. Marshall will have worked their way
0: over from the rock. Beverly, are you here?
3: Yeah, I'm in here.
0: Oh she's in here. Let's see. Beverly, we just thought we'd catch up to you. We found something very strange. Oh.
3: Stranger than than stranger than this? Oh
0: my. Wow. I'd say so. I'd say we found the prints of some large sea creature that seemed to have crossed the beach, gone into a cave at the rock. There's a large round rock. Uh, looks like it's put there to block a tunnel. Um, what did
3: Strange Prince?
0: Like a human, but much larger and with webbed toes. No. They're almost like... Like someone that. was wearing I am some sort movie. of a show. I, I move. I'm moving
3: past you, and I'm hopping down, and I'm scrambling back towards the rock as fast as I can.
0: Well, we do need to get back. She's uh, running. Oh my god! It's it's um, good. It's going to be dark in like an hour, Beverly. Let's. Well, we got to go back. That anyway. Anyways, oh. that
1: would in that would indeed be going back in the direction of camp. Right. If you head back to the rock, you're not sure you're gonna. If you would, if you wanted to go up to Green Point to see what those three things were laying in the sand. That's going to be tight to get there
4: before you get before it gets dark.
0: Do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow. Yeah,
4: we'll do it
2: tomorrow.
4: Let's mm-hmm. yeah, okay. to catch up with Beverly. Mm-hmm. Don't want her getting stuck mm-hmm. up there. These okay. damn crabs keep getting in my way. I got places to be. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, having had it described, um, you can find the trail that comes round as if where it was coming out of the cave and then back round and then across. The sand again. You evidently missed it when you went across it because there were so many crabs here. But yeah, now that you come back, you find some very distinctive footprints.
3: I'm taking photos.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Again, they say so they're about two days old. So there's not been that much in terms of weather apart from the squall that was say out to sea anyway. Um, so a lot of these are still very well defined, very well um shaped and outlined in the sand you get again you can get a good half a dozen photos of these and they are good quality photos
0: i knew
3: i knew there were more of them
0: if if we can get plaster of paris we can uh we can make uh, a mold of the foot so that we can see it in three dimensions um you think you know what this is uh, have we you, ever, of, have
3: uh, you ever heard of a, of a little town called Ensmith?
0: Ensmith in is where is that? In Massachusetts.
3: Huh. Oh, uh, there's I, there, there's a the bus you can get there from Arkham. Uh, well,
0: I have actually heard reference to people with the Ensmith look. Um,
3: no, so I I had heard the same thing, but I, I had a contact in the Navy say they rounded it up a bunch of them, a bunch of people from Innsmouth, and they put them in these these camps, these prison camps. Why? Right. And, and I looked, I, I looked it. I, I had to see for myself, and what I saw there, they're, these people are keeping there. I, it might sound crazy, but I mean, look at these footprints, they were, they were half human, half f- fish, half frog, half something else, they were not
4: Oh! Beverly, Beverly,
3: but, I mean.
0: But that's, thousands of miles from here. Are
2: you no, but suggesting... There's,
3: there's, there's rumors. There's rumors of these things
4: all over the world if you if you know where to look. Are you seriously trying to tell me that there's fish people? Yes.
3: The government's covering it up.
0: And you find it hard for me when I speak of pirates, but you speak of fish people. Like mermaids. okay,
3: where where are your pirates? We well, you look at these footprints.
4: It could be from like maybe a, 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 some sort of sea creature that hasn't been logged yet. I mean, this is a remote um, uh, atoll.
0: A, a tropical penguin, like uh, yeah. Carl said.
4: Uh, look, they they go somewhere.
0: They go to the the, the rock with the, um, the tunnel. Well, with the three oh, of
4: us, do you we'll want to give it you. a go? See if we can try moving it.
0: Oh, I don't think. I think we should wait until morning. We're not. We're going to get stuck in the dark.
4: Yeah, you're right. You we should go back, back and get dinner and and set up for expedition tomorrow, good and early.
0: We can get some of the men to help us move the rock. Remember, there's also oh, yeah, there. There's supposed to be pirate treasure hidden here somewhere too.
3: Oh, I'm sure there's going to be a much more marvelous discovery. If these
0: footprints are what I think
3: they are, then your I pirate get some, treasure.
0: I'll see if we've got some plaster of Paris somewhere on the ship. Yeah, you, you can have that. See? Providence has just rained down plaster of Paris <laughs> on my head because I wanted it. <laughs> so. Yeah. So let's get back.
1: Okay you you get back and it's starting to get to for a very late afternoon by now so it's not the sun hasn't gone down but it's definitely getting close to the horizon and as you get back the dinner's being served as you arrive so there's nice uh, steaming bowls of stew say there's uh, bread there's it's, it's a good old hearty meal and you can say there's Room to talk amongst the crew. Um, if you wanted to have a chat with your resident volcanologist and your other photographer who's uh, joined you from the university, they're, they're there to have drinks too. There's plenty of time um, to kill. in A nice, cozy, friendly manner. Uh, one thing you do notice, um, particularly as people start to finish dinner, um, those are them. Uh, those are the crew that finish first. Um, they immediately start to get to work as the sun's um, reached the horizon by this point, starting to set up campfires that are on the periphery of the camp, as well as one big one in the middle. So there's plenty of seating area around the big campfire, but then also these ones that they've dotted around on the periphery, there's a good half a dozen of them. So they do do a good circuit around um, the camp, Because they've already mentioned about rats that would be able to come out at night. So these will be to fend off
4: uh, creatures when
1: the sun goes down.
4: Perfect, I'll I'll check on my equipment just to make sure it's all in order and then come back to join the others at the fire.
0: Yep, all here and all working fine. Now then, um, I'm sure many of you have been sailors for many, many years, and you've heard many, many tales of the sea and you've told some of them to us on the way here. Mm -hmm. Um, We're very curious about something that we discovered today, and we would like a few of you to assist us. Um, I'm gonna choose to tell them that there's an old legend about a pirate treasure that may be buried here. And we seem to have found what looks like a rock blocking a tunnel would you like to help us move the rock tomorrow I'm not mentioning anything about giant sea creatures because I know that uh. sailors are freaking <laughs> superstitious oh yes the mention
1: of treasure everyone's eyes uh, kind of open wide and every hand goes up but yeah and, and you you need help they, they're going to give it to you tomorrow that's excellent. not a problem excellent uh, some of them do ask a few questions about the logistics of the kind of rock that they want you to move. And after there's, there's kind of five or ten minutes of batting around ideas, uh, they think it's probably going to be best if they set up some kind of wriggle pulley um, to help. So that will take time, but overall will be the better way of moving the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So they start to think about uh, designs and trying to gather they'll gather equipment in the morning. Because at this point it's pretty much pitch black sure. outside, and as the lights go on, as they start to light up those periphery campfires, even above the sound of the, uh, the waves crashing against the ocean, uh, the crashing against the shore, and the birds finally starting to go quiet because they uh, birds tend to go to sleep when the sun go- sun goes sure. down, there is just rustling beyond the fire, and almost as if the darkness moves in just this black rippling of fur that goes off until finally it becomes uh, complete darkness there are hundreds maybe even thousands of rats
0: that are out there jeez um, are, they... They, are they staying out of the, the light they're on
1: the very edge of the light because they will not come anywhere near it. They only come out at night, uh, generally on the island. They're fairly nocturnal, and the light is what's keeping them away. So you you can just about catch the faint hint of moving fur and tail and maybe the occasional glint of uh, reflecting off their eyes. But that's it. They do not come close um, that close to the camp. Well, that's
3: thinking. just uh, sickening.
2: That's good.
0: Perhaps we should move off up into the building there <laughs> instead of, yeah. I instead hope of Jillian, sleeping on the, in the tent. I hope
4: she has uh, plenty of tetanus shots available uh, or uh, rabies.
2: Mm. Well,
1: there's, there's been a few moments of uh, projectile vomiting after someone tried to take a bowl of stew up to your, uh, up to your pilot, only to then find it uh, flying through the air after he tried to keep it down. So, yeah, he's, His stomach is really not doing well.
2: Uh, well
4: Poor Peter.
0: if they keep the fires going we'll be all right
4: is there plenty of fuel for the fire or is it is that in question or is it cutting it close or is there plenty
1: with with 29 points still in your survival pool you are fine, fine. um at the minute you still have pretty much your full complement of um on-island equipment and supplies. So you, this is only your first night. You've got enough stuff to keep you going for a week.
0: Okay. Well, it was quite a day, so let's let's try to go to bed early mm-hmm. and get up and move that rock.
4: Sounds good. Indeed. The, the, that's, sounds like a good plan. The boat wouldn't have any rat poison, would it? For yeah. dealing with rats on board ships?
1: Small amounts, not a uh, huge amount. Certainly not enough to make a dent in the, in the rat population
3: here. Got it. Not enough to wage biochemical uh, warfare against the, the vermin. Yeah. Okay,
1: so you're saying like you all want to get an early night? Yeah. I okay.
0: Would. In yeah. which
1: case then, um, it's much easier to sleep during the night rather than trying to catch any kind of wink of sleep during the day because birds to be almost impossible during the day but at night when it's quiet even the occasional squawk as some of them get disturbed in uh, in trees by the uh, by the crew as they're out moving around particularly those that are doing the periphery sweep and totting up the fires on the outskirts you gently drift off to sleep can i have a sense of trouble roll from everyone please now bear in mind that you're awake the target number is uh, not, you're not awake rather you are asleep the target number is gonna be much higher than if you were awake.
0: So we can spend the points and add them to our roll. That's right. Before you roll. Oh, yeah. I I I'll spend two points. And uh, ah, eight. eight. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do two. Four.
3: Okay. I'm just I'm just gonna roll six. Okay, so two of you wake up then.
1: Um, looks like uh, Dr. Marshall, you're actually spared this one, so you are gently snoring away, completely oblivious and getting a good night's rest. But you're not too sure what it is that wakes you. Maybe it's the sound of one of the one of the crew walking around. Maybe a little too close to your to your hammock um, position between two trees, or um, maybe it's as you uh, turn over that maybe the the wooden floorboard of one of the tent, uh, one of the huts that you're using as uh, a place to sleep, creaks and uh, and cracks. But you wake up with not a jolt, but definitely you wake up with a sudden realization that it's not morning. But also that something's out of place. That you know sometimes people say that they get that feeling that you're being watched. Yeah, you've got that feeling. And looking around, none of the crew are paying you that close attention. There's no one else here that's looking at you. But you have a distinct feeling that eyes have turned their attention towards you and that they are looking at you from somewhere out to sea, that somewhere in the waves, someone or something is watching you. That will prompt a stability check, please. So again, your target number is five. So do you want to spend any points of stability to make the, uh, to help make the roll, or are you just willing to gamble that because it's just a uneasy feeling that it might be a fairly small stability loss if you fail?
3: I'm just gonna gamble with it. No points. A three is not a five, so.
1: Okay. And Dr. Wyatt, you're muted.
0: Uh, I got a five. All right. You're, you're fine then. So nothing, nothing So what I, I do, because I thought about this. I wake up in the middle of the night anyway. I, uh, I get up and I hop down to the ground. And um, I move. I'm not going to move out of the light, but I'm going to move out to wherever we've been relieving ourselves. Mm. and take a pee
1: <laughs> yeah there's there's a latrine that you've got set up, so that's that's not a problem right beginning to smell a little bit because everyone's gone through it after dinner, but hey but yeah for Beverly having lost that's two points of stability that cross off, and Dr. Marshall sleeps through the whole thing. <laughs>
3: Now I'm just awake, and I'm just staring out at the ocean.
1: The only thing that you can see out there, apart from just illimitable black, because it's still fairly heavy cloud cover, and not even the stars, not even the moon is shining through here, you occasionally see the lights that are hung on the the railings of the amphitrite, the ship that you came in on, that's anchored out to sea roughly in that kind of general direction that you've got this
0: feeling coming from. So as I'm climbing back up inside, I notice Beverly sitting there and I'm like, having trouble sleeping?
3: Yeah. Something seems
0: off. Mm -hmm. I'll admit I also woke up for a similar reason. I suppose we're in such a strange environment. It's it's like the sea is judging us. I don't know. but best to try to get back to sleep.
3: Right. I mean, we do have a rock to move tomorrow.
0: Yes, and discoveries to make. So I'm going to curl back up and probably fall right back asleep.
3: Okay. And I'm going to definitely not do that because I just lost Mm -hmm. two points of stability. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little freaked out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'll probably stood or sat there for a a while. Uh, Maybe even the rest of the night. So morning comes around. Beverly is still... A little wired from fear, um, Doctor Marshall. You had a great night. Oh, um, hammocks are hammocks are wonderful.
4: Great, fresh. air. this is great.
1: And <laughs> <sighs> uh, likewise. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, so the cooks up at the crack of dawn. Um, it's starting to make up breakfast. Uh, so lots bits of porridge, uh, sort of sausage, bacon, normal, normal, good old breakfast food. Mm. Um, the captain's up very much at the same time. Um, Doctor Wyatt's up not too long after that. Um, Beverly, yeah, you see everyone get up. <laughs> um, one of the first things the captain does when he does wake up is that he wakes up two of the uh, two of the other crew members, and basically you can hear him give him all or- um, give them orders, um, do a quick paddle out to the uh, to the ship, just make sure that everything's um, being fine out there in the middle of the night because no one's on board. Um, everyone at this point is on um, is on the shore wow. because it's much easier or much not uh, much so what i looking for much more comfortable to camp out here than it is to be on a pitching rolling ship in the middle of the night so you can see that two of the guys go over to one of the two um long uh long 10-man boats and they start to paddle it's going to take them a little while because it's just two of them going but almost like a canoe they're going to start to fight against the, uh, the waves and they will start heading out
3: towards the ship.
1: Meanwhile, breakfast is served. It's all good. Mm-hmm.
3: I will do my best to focus on the porridge not on the fact that those two guys are rowing to where I felt like I was being watched from.
0: You know. Mm-hmm. I am going to uh, finish my, my porridge rather quickly and gather up my plaster of Paris and stuff and walk out to the rock before anybody else does. Yeah, I'll, I'll
4: head out with you Malcolm I, I want to get some of the samples closer to the base of the rock I didn't have a chance yesterday because you're right. following those tracks
0: and, and as we're walking I'm like I kind of want to get the sample and then erase the tracks because I'm afraid our our sailors will be quite disturbed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Especially with you just walking around you could easily
1: trample them up without too much difficulty. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: that
1: might be is Beverly going along or are you staying at the camp?
3: Um, I I probably don't even notice them walk off. I'm a little preoccupied at the moment. Okay. Kind of watching the people, yeah. my breakfast, watching the people rowing towards
2: uh-huh.
3: what I'm very worried about, back to breakfast, <laughs> anxiety of the people rowing. Like,
1: I'm not... Oh, yeah, so you're, you're taking quite a while to eat breakfast then. So um, your little kind of montage sequence here, then he's say, uh, looking down at the bowl, taking half a half a spoonful of uh, porridge, looking back out to sea. Yeah, they're, they're about halfway there. And then... Another, some coffee. Yeah, probably about a <laughs> couple of gulpfuls of coffee, still porridge sat in the bowl. Yeah, they're, they're almost at the ship now. And then getting another cup of coffee. And yeah, you can see them climbing on board. And then, yeah, you can see them uh, again... One of the one of the crews next to you, maybe slightly more portly than the, some of the other ones, saying, "Are you going to eat the rest of the uh, the porridge?" As he's uh, got his own empty
3: bowl next to him. I'll just slide it over without saying anything and look back at. <laughs>
1: yeah, you can see the two guys. Uh, they're not dots on the horizon because the, the ship is only a, uh, a little way out, but you can see them running back towards their longboat now and then jumping into the. Um, into the longboat and starting to paddle frantically back towards the shore with a degree of urgency.
3: Uh, Captain.
1: Yeah, he, he looks up from the, from one end of the uh, table as he's discussing the, what seems to be like plan of maintenance of all the equipment, but he, he turns over to you. Uh, yes, uh,
3: there, Mr. Reeve? There seems, there seems to be a problem.
1: Okay, he, he turns and looks out towards the ocean pulls out a long or extendable telescope which he then puts puts up and immediately calls over to his first mate says get um wharf and jesse's you wish to uh do you wish to join us
4: uh sure
3: okay
1: in which case you the three of you head out towards the wharf and then meet the ship a few minutes or the, the boat the boat rather coming in a few minutes later and the first guy gets off the boat and just says captain we have found some pretty disturbing stuff over at the ship it looks like we've been boarded in the middle of the night there's there's kind of marks in the wood that looks like some kind of grappling hooks been um being used to climb up and there's it looks like the entrance to the uh the hold and the the quarters, they've all someone's something's they've used grappling hooks to try and rip open the doors. There's we don't think there's anyone on board, but we've we've definitely been boarded. And yeah, the uh, The captain is quite concerned at this, says, Well, I want to see this myself. And well, obviously, the first mate jumps in the boat and turns around to you, Do you wish to accompany us to get some photos?
3: Oh, yes, yes.
1: Okay, so as Dr. Malcolm and uh, Dr. Wyatt and Dr. Marshall are kind of frantically stepping over uh, lots of the, the prints, you are fairly sure after maybe a good half an hour that you've got all of them, so there's no, there's no evidence left of it. About that time is when the boat reaches the ship, the amphitrite, and Beverly can see, as they're pointed out by the, uh, by the two members of the crew that went over there, that there are five parallel gouges in the wood, or as, as if something had clawed its way down the wood. Yeah. Again, looking somewhat familiar in their spacing, their depth, and how they've cut through wood. And it looks like they've cracked they've tried to crack open the doors to the hold, the crew quarters. And they are just saying, "Yep, there's evidently signs of kind of a multi-hook, uh, multi-grappling hook," and the captain seems almost oblivious to the fact that they look like claw marks, but is obviously agreeing with them to say, "Yeah, it looks like we've been boarded." But well, thankfully, all the all the major equipment is all off um, off on shore, so it looks like we're going to have to keep a guard on the uh,
3: the site by the look of it. Do do we have the rifles on shore, or are they on the ship?
1: No, no, all the working equipment. This is the captain speaking. All the working equipment has been taken over there because we don't intend anyone to remain on the sh- on the ship while it's anchored. So no, everything everything of use is back over there.
3: Well, I thought uh, why it's talk of pirates is a little ridiculous, but
1: well, if there if there are pirates out here, they're keeping their distance because. I can't see any sails out here, can you? And there is just horizon going all around.
3: Is there a sense of, so, I'm seeing them as claw marks. Mm -hmm. Is there like two, like a pair of them? So like one thing has come aboard? Is there four sets, like two of them have come aboard?
1: You are fairly sure that it looks like there are two sets of two, so four distinct groups of five so two of these things came out of the water clambered their way up the side of the ship and then started to look around to see if anyone was on board that's how you're reading it and because of that you can also give me a stability check
2: I'm
3: going to Spend a point. Hmm. thing I think I spent that point. <laughs> and you <laughs> roll a four, four, then, then. Five. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. So just just the one point you've spent, and you don't lose anything else. So that's where the uh, the gamble comes in. Even if you spend points to hit five, and if you don't you hit five, you lose, then yeah, yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> right. And then at which point then, with nothing else to see, the captain orders the boat to head back to the shore. Um, quick question then from uh, Dr. Wyatt was, uh, did you make your casting? You could yes. have made a cast of any of them that you wanted before you started to destroy all the evidence. So which, that, that again, problem. Whichever one was the best looking one, mm-hmm. the clearest, most distinct one. Yeah, you get a nice what you think is a, a left foot imprint. Um how it's imprinted. It takes a little while to dry, but then when you pull it, um, pull the casting up, you think you're looking at some kind of humanoid creature. At least it's definitely uh, bipedal; it so walks on two legs. Probably somewhere in the region of seven foot tall.
0: So yeah, it's pretty big. Heavy. I can guesstimate mm. the weight from the depth of the impression. Yeah, it's big. Whatever it is. It's bigger, bigger, th- bigger than one of us.
4: So, so you mean to tell me that that what Beverly was talking about last night might actually have some substance to it? Or well, just some there have
0: been story? there have been legends um, throughout the world of strange creatures. This is probably just one of them, perhaps mistaken for a mermaid or a fishman, or but but whatever it is, it definitely exists here. It is. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if we should be
4: uh, uh, harming its environment. It it seems like they're probably incredibly rare creatures, and if we've stumbled across where one lives, or a couple, I don't know if it would be scientifically uh, having a crew, treasure hunting is going to disrupt their lair. That's that's not good for what we do, Malcolm.
0: Well, perhaps, but you know this. Nothing is so rare that there's only one of them. There's always there has to be a viable ecosystem. So there must be more than one of them. Um, I don't see that. You know we can we can handle anything that comes up. Um, for all there are more of us than there are of it. Whatever it is.
4: I just don't want to see the thing hurt. I mean, it's oh, yeah, of course rare, I don't want. Fine. To see the thing.
0: Perhaps we can capture it and take it back with us. Uh, we are here to collect specimens. specimens. For yeah. all. At least some photography of it. And okay. I've got the plaster cast now, so.
4: Oh, this would win Beverly a Pulitzer Prize, clearly.
0: Well, or perhaps a uh, stint at some crazy magazine that put, put stuff up. Who would believe it? You know, Fate magazine, maybe. <laughs>
2: um,
0: let's 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 walk our way back and uh, they, should probably, they should probably be assembling. Yeah.
1: You arrive again as the crew have assembled, as you're saying, they're, they're eager to go over and try and dig up some treasure. Um, It's probably about another few minutes before the captain comes back with Beverly the first mate and the other two crew but you can you can see them rowing back towards the wharf in their longboat of course then the captain comes back eagerly uh, walking down the wharf and quickly addresses the rest of the crew so if i could just grab everyone's attention for a moment Um, it looks like we had someone board the ship in the middle of the night so I'm going to start issuing guards to be set up here, uh, keeping an eye on our equipment as well as keeping an eye on the ship. So at that point, he descends into um, to basically setting up a rotor of two people always on guard around the t- um, around the area. Um, your volcanologist, Dr. Bailey, is um, a little bit shocked by this. So Irvin, the photographer, is kind of eager thinking, oh, there's a, there's a bit of a story here. It's not just going to be a, a boring expedition after all.
0: Heavily. You said they're like claw marks? Two sets. Two sets of claw marks. Uh, Parallel what? sets of
3: five.
0: Let me show you the foot. There'll be two. I, 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 I make yeah. sure nobody else can see this. But I'm yeah. going to show her the, the plaster cast. Honestly, you can see it's quite articulate. These are, these are definitely monster feet.
4: This is absolutely extraordinary. Sure. I didn't believe you at first, but my God.
0: I think we should perhaps make sure they have the rifles.
2: I, I estimate these I, things I, I are at least seven captain. feet.
0: Seven feet tall? Perhaps 300 pounds? Whatever they but, are.
4: What makes you think they're they're aggressive? What were the stories you heard, Beverly? What, they, they boarded our ship. Look, they were locked
3: up. The government rounded the ones up in Innsmouth and locked them away. I, I, that don't know why they, why they would have done that. I just know that they did. But they, they got onto our ship. They tried to get inside.
4: So they're very maybe they're
3: just curious, yes, but I don't, I don't if, know. If not oh. them,
0: then there's something very much like them. We're in a completely different ocean a completely different climate the cold atlantic versus the south seas surely such a creature that lives up there wouldn't live all the way down here in the south seas but there is definitely something we have more more than ample evidence to show there's something i still want to open the cave yeah, they, they, they're
4: showing incredible signs of intelligence, boarding a ship, looking around, trying to get indoors. They've me- mechanized, created a door.
0: I, so this- I have no weapons. But we do have weapons on board. Perhaps uh, we can. Well,
3: I mean, if, we, if you talk about that, you notice maybe some footprints around this rock. Maybe where these people are, where these bandits are hiding, they we could bring some weapons with us. That'd be plenty of reason.
0: That's a good idea. Tell the captain that we suspect that might be a bandit slayer, and he'll make sure it might be their hideout. So we might. That's a good idea. And and you said that the
4: crew that boarded with you on the ship had no idea. They just thought it was
0: regular. They said, uh, they said it was
3: grappling hooks. Yeah. Okay.
0: Multiple times trying to open things. But it was in fact.
3: Yeah. Okay. I didn't have it in me to suggest it might be claw marks. Um,
0: Make sure does. you've got lots of film in your camera.
4: Sound preposterous. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I'll make sure I get my uh, one of my little miniature shovels and keep that handy by myself. Gotcha. Maybe
3: uh, sneak away a knife from the kitchen,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> from the mess tent.
1: <laughs> With all that you've done so far, what do you plan to do next?
3: Well, they're gonna. It's gonna take them some time to get their the rigging set up to move the rock so we might as well go check out those shapes i saw yesterday all right maybe they're related
1: yeah okay someone wants to give someone to give me a d6 roll i'll do it three okay well that's that's good for you then because that's a zero on your uh supplies that are used for the day because now that you're on firm land Basically, the modifiers act in your favor, so it's minus three. So, zero. You haven't actually lost anything beyond what you would normally expect to for today. And does someone else want to give me another D- D6?
4: All right, here, I'll do one finally. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> a three as well.
1: Okay, not too bad. So, plus six. That means that it'll be uh, they reckon, the crew, once you take them over to the rock and show them, this is the bold we need to move, a couple of the guys there think, well, we're going to need to kind of get some wood from maybe cannibalizing a few of the buildings back there, get some ropes set together then. So they proceed to describe this lovely little framework that they're going to build. They think it's going to take about nine hours to get the whole thing set. So it will be ready by the end of the day, but moving it in the dark, probably not such a good idea, but it will be ready for you effectively for use tomorrow then. All right.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I
3: would rather not be trying so to move this in a swarm of rants.
1: That's that's the idea. <laughs> that's why that um, after having experienced the horde last night, everyone is very much um they're all on the same page about getting back to uh, getting back to camp and having the fires lit before the sun goes down. Indeed. But you have a lot of time to get round to Green Point now, so you pretty much follow your own tracks background to the uh, the old oceanic phosphate site, and then round even further towards Green Point, and it is this green sand, but also green because of the vegetation that started to grow through here as well. There are there are areas here where there are lots of long grass and other um, plants, which again all non-indigenous, that have started to sprout here. And the closer you get to it, this area, the the more you realize that there is just a swarm of crabs more so here than anywhere else that you've seen on the island and this flock of or carrion flock of birds which have descended on this uh, these things which are laid out here you have to get on right on top of it to realize what it is there are three tiger sharks which are laid down well above the waterline Um, head pointing towards the ocean so their tail pointing towards the lagoon and all of them just laid out on the sand rigid all in a row three in a row Um, most of them um, the halves and the sides have been eaten away by the horde of crabs and birds over two days now but yeah they've been well, at least two days that you're aware of uh, poking away at these things
4: uh, they're laid out equally spaced like like they just didn't wash up there but they're like purposefully straight and spaced.
1: They are com- they are very very precisely laid out and almost again precisely equidistant. you
0: Your sea people have done this uh, ever, must have huh? because I can't see how they could get up here on the shore. In this position, it's yeah, perfectly it's spaced. But to I what mean, purpose? They... It's like they're being eaten by the.
3: Right, they're just being eaten by the crabs and the birds.
4: Unless they are bothering them in the sea and they kill them and just store them here.
0: To... I, I think they're very common in this area. So yeah. I think that would be like, you know, killing the rats. It'd be nearly
4: impossible. Some sort of sacrifice, then. I mean, ritual. Have... Yeah. Do do these things have a culture? Are they more well, animal? I said, or are they no. More... I, I
3: said they used to live. There was a group of them. They used to live in a town. They used to live at an American town.
4: Oh, so they, So it wasn't an infestation of, of. But it was actual, like like people almost.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. We often would occasionally hear. Now, now, realize that, that the East Coast, there's quite a lot of classism and, and racism and so forth. And people from Innsmouth supposedly had this cast, this look about them that people didn't like. And um, I, could, I would say that it was somewhat fish-like. Their eyes were a little too bulgy. Their, their heads would go bald quickly and you never it, saw any of them older than uh, 20 or 30 years old
3: it's it's beyond that the ones they had in the camp were really I, it's like like f- frogs comes to mind fish comes to mind You're webbed not. hands webbed feet scaly i i mean i've
0: and you I, saw these with your I own wanted. eyes.
3: I've been trying. I saw them with my own eyes. I've been trying to find evidence of their existence ever since. And I, it's like some kind of nightmare. Now that we're here, it's it's here. I hoped. I've been hoping this entire time of the weeks leading up to this. I was asking around in Mexico and every port, trying to see rumors of these things. I was hoping they would be here. And now that they are, I'm. T- I,
0: so if they're capable of living amongst people and somewhat passing, at least at t- times, for human, then they definitely have some sort of culture. Right. right. This could be some sort of religious ritual. Yeah, exactly. But when, when the government
4: gathered them up, was it more or less for, like, this is a bizarre thing to be scientifically studied,
0: or was it more of, like, my God, they're really dangerous? We the general population didn't like the people from Ensmith so we always thought that it was just one of those racial things it was round them all well, up and they, get rid of them they they they, they said
3: it was for a liquor a, a prohibition liquor bust at the time hmm. huh. that was their that was their excuse but the, the it was the navy i mean they're in the navy camps is the military involved yeah it was yeah okay yeah, and 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 is, they've tried to break into our onto our ship.
4: Yeah, this doesn't sound that safe to be here. These things are seven feet tall, you say, and they could they could be three hundred pounds easily and from the depth. If they're of the... smart, and 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 as you were claiming, then then if they take a, a, a disliking to us, this could be dangerous.
0: Like. Well, let's let's hope that we're more advanced than they are, and that we can defend ourselves. But perhaps we can reason with them, and you know, surely they're not completely unreasonable. When you when we humans first landed on Polynesian islands, everybody was afraid of one another, but we were able to discuss, you know, eventually figure things out, sign language and whatever. What you're trying to convey. Who knows? This could be a great discovery for you, Beverly.
3: Yes, yes, it, it, it could be. I just, my nerves, I just really bad nerves since last night.
4: Do you, do you have any film to maybe take a picture of this or.
3: Yes, I mean, this goes back to believability. I mean.
0: Well, take the pictures anyway because we have. Zero without the pictures it's just words and a cast yeah,
3: i'll, I'll, I'll a snap cast. a picture of the sharks
1: okay you take a you take a picture or two um there's a flash of a bulb or at least getting close enough to them you will disturb the um the flock of birds which are covering them exposing a bit more of the bodies so if people want to use any of their skills at this point again to, uh, to gain more information that's...
3: Uh, would evidence collection work Oh, yes. How many points do you want to spend? I'll spend two points of evidence collection.
1: Okay. Three carcasses that have been laid out here were carried from the ocean. Um, Now that especially you can see, as the crabs start to move away as you get closer, you can see six different sets of footprints, webbed the same as what was down by the rock, that have carried these up to... Uh, What's the word I'm going to call up to beyond the waterline? So two of them per shark, and at that point, there's something that it kind of feeds into a clue from biology. So does anyone want to use that?
0: Yeah, I'll use my biology.
1: Um, Especially as all the birds start moving away, there's one thing that doesn't make sense. There's no blood the wounds have no blood coming out of them whatsoever. It's as if they're uh, they're hacking into completely exsanguinated meat.
2: Or
4: could have they been uh, killed out at sea, bled out there, and then brought?
1: They could have done, but there's evidence to suggest that that's not the case, that they were cut here. Because feeding it, uh, this bounces back to the evidence collection side now, Beverly sees that one of them is slightly rolled onto its side, and can see four or five rather distinct claw marks having gutted the shark from nearly from its uh, equivalent of a, the chin, so underneath the uh, the mouth line, right the way down to just below the tail. And internal organs organs have started to spill out of the wounds. Mm. They were cut open here. There is not a drop of blood anywhere in the sand.
0: This is it seems impossible. How?
3: Yeah. how do they manage this
0: unless they were captured, brought on shore, and may perhaps hung up and drained of their blood and then yeah. just discarded onto the sand? Yeah. There so should be
2: blood.
1: Pile. The nearest palm trees are quite away away Mm. from Green Point. There's nowhere to hang them up, and this will prompt another stability test
0: on all of us. Those trees.
4: See what's closest to here. Oh, I only got two.
3: I'm spending another point.
4: Stability, stability. Oh yeah, heck. I'll I'll spend. uh, I'll spend a couple. That was one point. Not
3: enough this time.
1: Okay, I need to keep a track of how much people are losing and spending. So, Morgan spent one point. Uh, Did anyone else spend any points?
4: I spent two. Okay. Two two stability, and we got a modified eight.
1: Okay, so Marshall doesn't lose any more beyond the ones that you spent, but then it sounds like Dr. Wyatt and Beverly both failed. That's three points from each of you, then, apart, uh, from, apart from Dr. Marshall.
0: So we reduce that from our stability.
1: That's right. Okay. So, yeah, this and is I- definitely unnerving, especially for um, Beverly, because this looks exactly, again, like the same um, groups of five that you've seen carved on uh, or hacked out no, of the, the yeah. Oh, Dr. Marshall had a question?
4: And I minus just the st- two stability, correct? Yeah, just,
1: just the two that you spent because you got more than five on your roll.
0: Can I spend another point of biology to try mm-hmm. and figure out how all of the blood could have been drained out of this animal and that it must have been drained before they were cut open? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah if you want to spend a point that
1: will confirm that again it's it's definitely that they were cut up here they bled out here um, the way that they've been cut is in such a way that even just laying them down on the sand they would pretty much naturally exsanguinate the corpse it would have taken a bit of time to do so probably over the course of an um, over the course of a night or so but that's where your are evidence starts to break down is that there's not a single drop of blood anywhere on the sand but you know, you are certain that they were cut open here.
4: So there was a container, maybe. They, they, they had some sort of sheet or, or, or tub or whatever. The, sh- the shark was put on that. They bled it out. It, it, collected still, the blood.
0: it, it wouldn't have completely bled out. They, they, once they discarded it, there would have been residue of blood on the, on the animal, there would have been residue of blood in the sand. I don't understand this at all. It's almost as if something sponged up the blood or cleaned up the blood or, yeah. or licked up the blood.
4: So I'll, I'll, I'd like to study the sand and the ground underneath them a little bit. I'll take a scoop up and, and uh, with the rudimentary equipment I have, kind of give it a once over
1: okay mm-hmm.
4: debating
1: okay give me a I'm gonna say this is gonna be kind of a handling equipment so you don't injure yourself in the process role which I really wish there was a skill that was exactly that specific um, give me a scuffling your choice of scuffling or
4: weapons Ooh, scuffling or weapons OK, where is this under general? Yes. Scuffling. Mm-hmm. Oh, scuffling. I have nothing in scuffling and nothing in weapons. Oh, that's just inside.
0: what. What is scuffling? Hand to hand. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Surface. OK. Okay.
4: Do I like, roll like, anyway? Roll? Just,
0: yep.
1: Just, uh, you can right? roll. It just means the target number is going to be higher because you don't have the skill. I have nothing
4: in either mm-hmm. of them, so I'm going to add all of that to this okay. roll. I've got a five. Awesome.
1: Okay, that that makes the math easier then. Um, You start digging away quite, not horridly, but frantically, uh, looking deeper and deeper into the sand. And if anything, it seems very dry. Which means (laughs) you are are beyond the waterline, so that makes a kind of sense. Right. But even so, it just seems a little odd that it's quite this dry.
4: Yeah, look look at this. This makes no sense. There'd be some sort of moisture. Look,
0: Malcolm, Beverly. Hot, hot baking sun, and uh, we're quite a ways above the waterline. Oh, I suppose. But once again, no blood residue, no no moisture from the blood. Hmm. Oh, it's quite odd. Let's go on. Let's see what else is here.
4: Should we go inland? Go say straight up from the waterline, to where the sharks are, and then go continue straight in that direction. Maybe we go the take
0: free. a look at the the lagoon. Yeah.
4: yeah,
1: yeah, I'm heading that way. It doesn't look as though the footprints go over the kind of the over the rise and then down towards the lagoon itself. Uh, they stop a fair way away from that. They they carry the sharks up and then they turn around and they go back out to the um, yeah. go back out to the water line. Um, neither here nor at the rock have you seen they're interested in going anywhere near.
0: The lagoon.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, let's I mean we haven't taken a good look at the lagoon anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We know it's fresh water, which must it must be a bit brackish because occasionally waves have to go up and over and into the mm-hmm. the, the center. The rest of it's rainwater, probably thousands of years of rainwater. Filling the caldera of the volcano. But uh... yeah. Yeah, I mean, looking at this,
1: um, it's very green. Uh, there are occasional Pouchy. spot, there are occasional poch, uh, what's the word it, or splotches or blotches where you can evidently see, oh, that's where it must go down to the really deep depths down there. Right. And it, it is big, it's, looks like I a mile and a half across. At points, and then say 2.6 miles long. It's a big old body of water that, even because it's not that high off the waterline compared to the rest of the ocean, there's still waves that go across it, but it's just the wind that's uh, gently rippling it across. It's not like a mirrored surface where it doesn't move. So there is movement in there. Um, There's plenty of, say, uh, weeds that are growing in there. Any Um, kind of animal.
0: Any kind of animal life, snails or, or fish, little fish or anything yeah, like that. There's probably little fish in there. So small things you
1: can occasionally see dart away. They kind of, they hover so, so motionless for a uh, for such a long period, and then they just flicker away yeah. off into the distance. But yeah, it's populated, but nothing nothing particularly big. I mean, it's an it's an enclosed ecosystem. You imagine it's not going to have particularly big predators in there. Right.
0: Oh no! Yeah, no, it wouldn't be able to support large fish.
4: I, I'm a little spooked from the from what's just unfolding here. I, I'm looking up and down the uh, the the coastline. Well, the, the the shore of the lagoon. Is there any tracks or footprints or anything going in or out of there or along or? I
1: I, I won't even make a roll for this because it's very blatantly obvious. Nothing has gone near the lagoon nothing that walks on two legs anyway not even um, birds um the birds are mostly camped out on the um, on the trees mm. and on the higher points of the uh the high points of the sand as i mentioned before it's a, it's leading up from the ocean up to the highland it's much smoother an ascent it doesn't quite right. go do- falling off a cliff when you get to that high point but it is a much more steep angle right no, it's not the greatest places for um, for the birds to um, the birds to land. There are a couple of sort of a couple of nests dotted here and there, but no sign of anything bigger going down there. Again, the same thing with the crabs. It's you can see maybe a couple get up and maybe try to get over the edge, and then you can see they start to slide and think better of it and start to head back. So there's up.
0: there's no seabirds floating on the water. No, none. That's that,
3: that is odd. Oh well, maybe when uh, Richardson's feeling better, we should advise him against landing in this.
1: And you can definitely see here that there is there is room to land, and there's plenty of place place places where he, places where he could land it. But as you said, it's whether you want to or not, because it's definitely giving you that feeling that again something's a little off.
3: I mean, if I mean, if the crabs, I mean, the crabs are everywhere, and they won't go in there.
0: Well. Mm-hmm biologically that's not that unusual they're salt water creatures and this is not salt water but the birds though
2: I mean, the bird's
0: is. not floating on it that's a little odd cuz birds just tend to float around for the fun of it <laughs> but i don't know it's mysteries after mysteries it's an odd place
4: you think they'll they'll have that uh, rig set up for the rock door soon?
0: Yeah, we should probably. Well, we're not going to open it until tomorrow, so.
1: <laughs> well, if you wanted to wander back around that way is the quickest way to get back to, back to the camp.
0: Yeah, perhaps we should. Um, make sure everyone has some means of defending themselves. Do, do you think we should tell anyone? Maybe we tell uh, Richardson and uh, Lyon, uh, Yes.
3: Yes. Hopefully, I would they'll be certainly they'll be much
0: better by the time we get back.
4: I don't know if I want to tell the crew though. I, I don't. If there's just a couple of these creatures, I don't want them getting paranoid and killing them. Just why for... don't
0: why don't we tell the captain? Let him use his discretion as far as his crew goes.
3: Yeah. Show him the sharks. He's seen the claw marks on the ship. but most certainly realize the. A connection.
0: I I can almost guess that he'll say don't say anything, because he doesn't want a mutiny. But let's, let's see what back. happens. <laughs> so, let's head back.
1: Okay, you start heading back then towards the uh, towards the camp again, following around a clockwise direction now, rather than going the long way around the island. Um, you get back to the. Um, get back to the rock and you can hear the, the crew still uh, frantically beavering away inside and you hear the captain's voice so it looks like he's come along here to have a uh, to have a word with the crew so if you wanted to got tick two items off your list together it looks like you can do them both here
0: yeah let's take him to the side mm-hmm. and tell yeah, him and that. give him the
1: info dump. Okay, you walk into the, uh, into the cave. It's a bit crowded in here because they've got four people, uh, four members of the crew working on constructing this frame. I mean, it's a bit cramped in here, but they're, they're starting to get stuff up there. And you kind of, well, how, how do you announce your presence? I, I think we just walk in. Hey, guys, how's it going in here? Okay, so, which is Dr. Marshall's the first one to speak. Um, you see one of the, like the first mates, actually one of the uh, crew members that's getting, uh, getting stuck in. Uh, he's hammering a nail into a, um, into a piece of wood at the moment, trying to get a, a beam, or say a junction set up, a join rather. Well, that's what I was looking for. And so the captain turns around and says, oh, hello, hello there. And when the first mate turns around, um, as he's whacking the nail into the wood, And for that moment of where he's distracted, where he turns around to look at you, he smacks the hammer straight into his hand, which then part of the um, part through his hand, and the area here between his uh, between his index finger and thumb goes the nail goes straight through it as he pretty much impales himself on it. Um, There's a good old shriek, and as as a sailor would do, turns the air very blue and starts to uh, call com- uh, complain, oh, damn it, take your eye off the ball for one goddamn minute. And he's call, ripping his shirt, uh, part of his sleeve of his shirt to try and bandage his arm. But the thing that catches your eyes and where we will leave it for tonight is with this image of you looking down at the ground at where there's these few drops of blood That have fallen onto the soil uh, fallen onto the sand and the sand sucking it down until there is nothing left as if there was not a single drop of blood ever there and we will pick it up next time
0: (laughs) our players included stuart lipley morgan llewellyn and myself with matthew sanderson as the keeper of the secrets we have a discord server where you can chat with our other members you can set up private games and you can learn the fighter art of gameplay and game mastery. there's a link below we currently are producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience we provide audio only versions of our shows free for you to download from podbean or itunes the costs involved with the short provided almost entirely by our patrons without them we wouldn't be able to do what we do if you'd like to help support our show please visit our patreon account Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, and good gaming.